Hello, I am Katerina Sliva. I am a partner at Denton's in the Real Estate Group. I am also the head of our Land Use Planning, Municipal and Development Law Group. I help our developer and landowner clients secure zoning and other development approvals for their projects. I am the lead of our Canada Smart Cities Think Tank. I am also your host for the Smart Cities Chat Podcast Series, brought to you by Denton's. This podcast series covers a broad range of topics within the Smart Cities space. Everything from drones, communication, 5G, privacy and related issues, P3s, transportation and smart mobility, sustainable, smart communities, and much, much more. You can find our episodes at www.dentons.com on our podcast page. There you can access our episodes as well as an episode description for each topic and information on our speakers. And now over to our podcast. Hi, welcome Shannon Brush to our podcast today. Uh, Shannon is a partner at Denton's Global Advisors and she is based in Washington, DC. She specializes in working with clients to effectively engage with their key stakeholders, educate and build support on business critical issues, navigate complex regulatory and policy environments and deliver measurable social, economic and political impact. Uh, Prior to joining, Denton's Global Advisors. Shannon was a director of National Stakeholder Strategy for Duke Energy, one of the largest electrical utilities in the United States. She was also responsible for developing strategies to support the company's engagement with federal regulators and national organizations as the company worked toward aggressive climate targets and technology solutions. Shannon drove enterprise-wide initiatives on emerging ESG issues at the center of transitioning um, energy economy. Welcome, Shannon, and thanks for joining us. Great. Thanks for having me. So, Shannon, can you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do um, with Denton's Global Advisors? Sure. Well, I joined Denton's Global Advisors in October of 2021. Um, the, the group is only about a year old now. Um, so this is a new advisory service that has a strategic partnership with Denton's, the law firm. Um, and essentially, we're meant to um, provide other business services to um, Denton's clients, but to also to, to others looking for strategic advisory, um, especially at a high level where we're really trying to advise companies through their biggest and most complex moments um, where they may be pivoting in the company. Um, or may have reached a crisis, uh, and we're there to to kind of ha- hold hands and and make sure that these companies can get through these these tough times. Wonderful. And, and what about uh, your time with Duke Energy? What what type of work did you do there? So at Duke Energy, I was director of national stakeholder engagement, um, which was a somewhat new role for the company. Um, but essentially, you know, given that the uh, transition, the energy transition in the U.S. is happening so rapidly. Um, you know, the company really looked at uh, the DC office as being a key component to the success of, of that transition, saying that um, there are a number of relationships in DC and nationwide that they really needed to hone, especially with um, environmental groups, um, but also associations and others who um, we could collaborate with to uh, really determine, you know, where does the company need to be? Um, how can we learn from each other? 
um, and make sure that we were um, as uh, responsive to the uh, national emissions targets as we could be. Um, Duke Energy owned all sorts of types of generating plants from coal plants to solar plants. So um, we really had a breadth of experience there. Um, and my job was to make sure that um, those important stakeholder groups really understood our strategy, um, but also just to open those lines of dialogue. Um, and also to make sure that we were engaging with communities in, in the best way possible, and especially early on in, in our um, processes with um, certain infrastructure projects. So um, it was a really fascinating time to be at the company, and I was really excited to jump into Denton's Global Advisors, or DGA, as you may hear us say, um, to try and do the same sort of things for not only energy companies, but all sorts of companies. So that's a great segue. I, I was wondering um, what type of work you're doing in your role at DGA that may be similar or different from your role at Duke Energy? And what are the challenges that you're seeing for companies um, as it relates to smart cities and moving forward with um, these uh, forward thinking initiatives? Yeah, well, I think right now, you know, a lot of companies, and I'm, I'm thinking of energy companies that I'm working with right now, but I think this could apply to all sorts, um, where customers are worried about cost, right? Um, there are uh, not only our power bills going up, but just the cost of everyday goods are also um, becoming more expensive. And so, um, you know, the technologies that we talk about, specifically those that are meant to address climate um, you know, there's a price tag that comes with that, and that may include um, initial costs for customers on the ground, house, individual households, but also for businesses of all sizes, that these are extra investments that they'll have to make in order to try and meet emissions targets or just to modernize their own um, services. And I think at this point, um, while I would say that um, most stakeholder groups are with those um, advancements, you know, everybody wants to get to a more modernized economy. Um, but when it comes at a certain cost, I think it can be hard to communicate around, um, which is basically where I fit in. Um, my job is to try and understand kind of both sides, right? The business case, but also what um, people on the ground are saying and feeling so that there can be a conversation that there's, uh, we find a space so that the two sides can, can talk or multiple sides even, um, and really try and make sure that people understand what the long-term benefits are of modernizing cities, modernizing buildings, creating a, a smarter economy. Um, and that I think is a conversation you can't have overnight, right? It needs to happen over time. And so um, that's what I'm trying to help companies kind of uh, grasp this, at this point. Can you uh, tell us about any specific um, challenge or mandate that you're working on? Obviously uh, that is not confidential <laughs> or generally um, knowledgeable to share with us. Sure. Um, so I'm working with uh, a large municipally owned uh, energy company right now, and um, they are they they had some issues with a uh, it was an extreme weather event that happened several years ago, um, where basically customers have had to pay for um, the the situation that happened um, that the bill kind of ended up with customers in a way that um, it was kind of unprecedented prices for, for their energy. Um, and so there's kind of that event of the past that still is, is hanging over this company and also just the city in general, because, you know, climate events are, are only getting more extreme. So they expect to have other events like this in the future. 
Um, but at the same time, they need to talk about what they will do in the future, not only to make sure that this doesn't happen again, but to modernize, right? And so that includes just diversifying their, their energy portfolio. Um, and I think that at times, you know, that message, uh, it takes time to not only develop these strategies for future energy mixes, um, but it's also, um, there's a lot of infrastructure that's involved in that. Um, and that's a pretty long timeline. And again, these conversations can't necessarily happen overnight, but there are often stakeholders who wanted to happen, the transition to happen even faster. Um, and so I think it can be hard for a company where they're really just trying to keep up with the day-to-day, -day, right? Or to, to deal with maybe what this was, which was um, an incident in the past that there's lingering uh, lawsuits involved. And so that they need to deal with that and get to a point of kind of neutral, um, but keep thinking in the future. And so part of my job is to try and think in the future, right, for them to say, we know you have a, a day job, you need to get through every day and dealing with your customers. Um, but at the same time, let's talk about, you know, maybe closing old facilities in a way that is equitable. Um, let's make sure that we are maintaining uh, prices in a way that um, people of all economic backgrounds can handle it. So um, those are really complex issues. And again, you kind of need to talk to stakeholders at all levels from government officials to even local chapters of a church, right, to make sure that that message gets through to a community. Um, and when you're a busy CEO, sometimes it's hard to, to think that far ahead every day, all day. Um, and so we're hopefully there to, to help companies navigate that and really to start thinking in the future. So what would be some concrete tips that you would give to a CEO of one of these companies um, that you're working with uh, to deal with these challenges? I, I hear you saying, you know, be forward thinking. And I think there's a communication piece as well, but what are some concrete tips that you would offer? Yeah, I think, you know, it's also not always on you to do that thinking every day, right? I mean, you're the leader, but there are also going to be very capable people that work for you who can do that thinking for you. Um, but you have to empower them, right? And make it part of their job. So I think that at times there are people who, um, are appointed within a company to do this strategic thinking who also have another day job that they get stuck in kind of that day to day. And so it's easy to push the kind of the future thinking to the to the back burner. Um, I think, you know, in, in companies that I've worked with in the past, when they have a very strong strategic function, that their job is to think in the future and make sure that each operational unit is, is thinking that way, um, kind of an in-house consulting service of sorts. Um, I think that that can be really helpful because it means that it's not necessarily on everybody else who have another um, kind of timeline to meet or project deadline that they have to get to, um, that there's somebody who's also helping them with strategies that are looking forward. Um, and I think incentivizing people internally to think that way, right? I mean, that should be part of everybody's even just performance evaluation, right? Are you thinking ahead? Um, you know, that's something that's on my own in a, in a consulting firm. You know, somebody's going to be asking if I'm thinking ahead. I think it, it's the same for any operational company as well um, to make sure that you're, you're accountable for those plans that are actually 5, 10, 15 years ahead of time um, as much as you are what's going on day to day. Wonderful. And, and Shannon, I heard you speak a little bit about social impact and ESG. 
Would you care to elaborate on uh, the impacts of on what you're doing for clients of those types of considerations? Sure. Um, so, you know, as complex of these issues as we've talked about thus far, you know, that I mean, there's a lot to think about in timelines that are, you know, 10 years ahead of time. Um, it's important to think about what your kind of end user, your customer, whether it is individual households or it's another small business maybe that you're servicing, um, what is their circumstance right now, right? Uh, is it going to be too much to say that they need to pay five, $10 more on their energy bill, for instance, to pay for a project or their taxes, wherever this funding may come from? Um, and if you're not doing a good job of communicating why the long-term benefits, especially in smart city technologies, will be for them. Um, a lot of customers may ask, well, why should I invest in it now? Um, and so I think that that's where hopefully communicators like me can be helpful in that, you know, when you're in the day-to-day -day business, for instance, if you've developed this great technology that can be used and you know that it's going to save customers X number of dollars over, you know, 10, 15 years, um, to an extent, you may be drinking your own Kool-Aid. So it's nice to then look at an outside consultant to say, you know, what is the benefit of our business, right? Are we correct in what we're trying to sell here? Or do we need a third party to take a look? Um, and, you know, just understanding that there are a lot of community members who feel left out of this smart cities conversation. Um, you know, it's a lot of things that are being done to communities rather than being done in concert with. And, you know, it's not to say that there aren't companies that are doing this the right way. Um, I've just seen it done in a more challenging way. Let's put it that way, where, um, you know, some of this thinking about, OK, and now we need to talk to communities about what we're trying to do here. Um, it happens too late. Uh, and so I think, you know, some of the work that we're trying to do at DGA is to to really um, understand who those uh, underserved communities are, um, tap into our, our own networks through our professional networks where we've been asked to do this type of work and really help, help uh, transition it to, um, you know, advising companies on how do you make your work more equitable? How are you thinking about those, those communities who may not have been part of the conversation in the past? And let's start talking to, to people who may not even just work with um, organizations that have big names, but as I mentioned before, church communities can be really powerful in talking to local communities about maybe future technologies and why this is important for them. Um, and really trying to also get in front of any misinformation. You know, there's always information coming into certain communities about why one technology may be better than another, or why a certain building may be better for them than another. Um, you wanna make sure as somebody who is trying to maybe become part of a community for the long term. Invest that time early, make sure you know individuals and really take the time to hear from them because I think, you know, everybody likes to give feedback and we want to be able to, as advisors, make sure that the, the right stakeholders have an opportunity to provide feedback. Got a little bit of a different type of question for you. And I was chuckling because you were started talking about being forward thinking and future thinking as I was thinking about this question. So you might get a chuckle out of this as well. I was wondering if you could uh, sort of think forward 10 years from now um, and almost apply a hindsight perspective on yourself. What would you think you would want to tell your future self to tell yourself now? Like, what, what do you think the big thing will be that maybe we're not thinking about right now, or maybe you could be applying differently in this space? 
You know, I do think something that I would be very proud of is if um, I could get a handful of very, you know, influential companies to figure out the right way to make their work equitable while they're also doing good for their business, right? I mean, I think that's kind of, that's what we always hear about in the conversation around ESG. Um, but, you know, I think costs can obviously get in the way. And, you know, you even think about um, a conversation like electric vehicles, for instance, right? Um, well, wouldn't it be fantastic if everyone had one? Um, well, you know, there are also those considerations about there are communities where they may not get, um, you know, electric vehicle plugs in their communities as fast as others, where you may get more sales of, of EVs, but um, it's no good if you don't have anywhere to plug mm -hmm. your car in. So why would that, you know, incentivize maybe a, an underserved community who's already having trouble paying their, their regular car bill um, to advance to an EV, right? Um, so that's like one conversation that is a good example of this, but I think, you know, my, myself in the future would really look back and be proud if I could maybe help one, two companies really figure this out where their business is successful, but they did it in a way that actually made, I know you can't make everybody happy, but maybe a number of people happy and also those communities that may be um, slightly underserved in this space. What a great answer, Shannon. Thank you. Are there any sort of parting words of wisdom you want to leave us with as we wrap up the podcast? Yeah, well, one, I'm very passionate about the, these issues. So I'm always happy to um, get on a phone with any client who's thinking about, you know, hey, we may be um, expert engineers in our space and they have our, our plans in place, but how do we talk to people about it? That's really exciting for me and for my colleagues. So I would say think of DGA whenever you are trying to think about you know, um, the success of a project, um, communications is key to that. And we talk to all sorts of stakeholders. It's not only e ENGOs or associations, you know, it can be investor groups, et cetera. So um, I would say that's what I would like to leave people with that, um, you know, as I mentioned before, sometimes you get so caught up in your own project in your day to day that it is helpful to have outside insight, especially from a communication standpoint. Um, so even if it's not, you know, it doesn't need to be a long-term relationship, it can be something where you just need advice on really kickstarting a project. Um, that's where DGA wants to be at those pivot points for a company. Great. Thank you, Shannon. Your, your passion is uh, an obvious, um, it shines through. Thank you so much for your time today and for your words of wisdom and your expertise. Great. Thank you. Dentence is a global legal practice providing client services worldwide through its member firms and affiliates. This episode is not designed to provide legal or other advice, and you should not take and refrain from taking action based on its contents. Please see Dentons.com for legal notices. Speakers from this podcast episode and any other professional in our group will be pleased to speak with you on today's topic or any other topic related to smart cities. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for other episodes in our Smart Cities Chat podcast series.